This is Amstigator, a podcast founded on purpose, but focused on the path to get there. Experience is the best teacher, right? And in this season of Amstigator, we're going all in on female perspective of women and wisdom as we answer one specific question. What's the lesson here? Welcome back to Amstigator. You're probably thinking it is absolutely wild that I meditate as much as I do every single day. I'm just going to tell you, this was not always the case. It really just started happening for me since March, and I'm already seeing a difference in my life because of it. So at the time of this recording, it's been a month. And in this solo episode, I want to detail for you exactly what's changed in my life since I started meditating up to two hours every single day. Now, first, we're going to talk through my kind of touch-and-go history as a non-meditator and what makes this particular challenge so different for me. Then I'll share why I decided I needed to commit to doing this in the first place and what someone said to me that totally lit the fire. We'll talk through the phenomenal benefits of meditation, and then we'll get into the full list of the surprising things that happened for me when I started meditating consistently for up to two hours every single day. Okay, so first, let's get some background here. The first time I ever meditated was 2017. I had just had a panic attack, nervous breakdown at work. That is not hyperbole. It actually happened in mid-September 2017. It was all due to a very, very stressful job search and a totally toxic work situation, and I failed miserably at compartmentalizing it. So I started listening to guided meditations as I'd make the 18-minute drive into work each morning. I would cry every day because I didn't want to go to work. And I would just sort of attempt to breathe through all of it. And it helped me a lot just to regulate my breathing. It kept me from ever having another panic attack, which was great, right? That's ideal. I definitely did not keep practicing meditation though. So I did find myself in a very similar situation again in early 2019. Only this time it was because I had a three-year-old and a newborn, a new job, new city. My hormones were totally out of whack. Uh, I definitely had postpartum depression. I didn't get help for it. Uh, The stress was overwhelming. So I would get home from work at 1030 at night each night and just sort of like lay there on the floor and listen to these guided meditations. And I I wish I could say they calmed me down. They didn't. And it wasn't the meditation's fault. It was really my fault because I struggled so hard to find stillness. And the meditations just really highlighted for me what a nightmare it was going on inside my head. So I would continue meditating on and off, casual meditation, all the way up until August of 2022 when I was sick and hospitalized for the better part of a month. And you guys know, you've listened to this podcast, I've talked extensively about what happened for me in August. If you need some background on it, I've linked it in the show notes. But the third extended hospital stay during that month, August 2022, was the chance to finally get it right. And I meditated for hours, and I do mean hours, every single day from a hospital bed. And it was the ultimate training ground because I had legit PTSD from that experience. And it's required dozens of therapy sessions and hundreds of hours in meditation to get my mind right. And that experience in the hospital was the first time I'd ever actually achieved a silent mind. No banging drums, no fleeting thoughts, no to-do list stacking up, absolutely nothing. Everything was still, everything was calm and quiet. And that was transformational. 
I walked out of the hospital the final time, like like Moses coming down off the mountain with the Ten Commandments. I was different. I looked different. I carried myself differently. Even my husband, who's been with me for, God, 17 years, was like, whoa, this is a different person. So the hospitalization taught me how important it was going to be for me to meditate, to keep a consistently sound mind. From that point on, I'd probably spend, I don't know, like 10 or 15 minutes finding stillness each day. But I I really would only do it three or four times a week, which still was a huge improvement for me. But the stress and strain of everything that I was dealing with still got the best of me in these last many months. And I started to get overwhelmed again with life. Not anything out of control. It was more just like, hey, your life is crazy, but we don't get worked up anymore because we have the tools and the meditation. Just go find stillness, right? So it was like an opportunity to go back and like drop back in to find stillness. So let me get you up to speed on present day, all right? This is what sort of launched me into this whole meditate for a while each and every day. Back on March 21st, so at the time of this recording, a little over a month ago, a psychic said to me, you've been called into rest and surrender and you're failing. She was actually the fourth psychic or intuitive who had said that to me in the last year. And I was like, oh, I know, I know, you're totally right. But the longer I talked to her, the more I realized, okay, there's some major stuff percolating for me right now. And if I don't actually respect how divine all of it is, I'm going to totally miss the opportunities that I have prayed for. So for me, I had to figure out what rest and surrender even looked like because rest is not native to me, okay? All my life, I've been a hustler, a doer, a packer of too many things into my schedule. So how did I start resting and surrendering a month ago? Well, it started with stillness, creating space for not doing anything, for nothingness. And that is hard for me, okay? I started by opting for taking salt baths each night, and that was kind of like a place to pop in my AirPods and just listen to guided meditations. I used it as a dual skin detox, mind detox, and I would opt for those guided meditations that were like 20 or so minutes. And when they were done, I would do one or two more. And I'd stay in there until the water was cold, so about like an hour, okay? An hour in the bath which was the exact amount of time it initially would take for me to totally clear my mind. Within a few days of that, though, it didn't take an hour anymore. It would take instead 45 minutes to calm my mind. Then it became 30 minutes. And it just kept getting lower and lower. And now I can literally drop in. And all throughout the early days of that practice, I would pick up my phone. I'd make notes for myself about emails to send, messages I forgot to share, a permission slip I didn't sign for one of my kids, like all the things that would come up to be seen because my mind was like, oh, thank God, you've allowed space for this very important message to come through. But within about a week of that, my mind really did start getting so good at relaxing and releasing. So two weeks ago, I upped the ante and I took a solo retreat about an hour outside of town. It's something I've never done. My husband wanted to take the kids to see his parents out of state and said, hey, you know, you've been going nonstop for a really long time. Why don't you stay back and find somewhere to go? And I was like, yeah, you're right. If I stay home, I'll never relax. So I got out of Dodge. I laid around a woodland cottage for literally 48 hours. I didn't get out of bed until 10 a.m. I would just lay there and meditate and journal. And then I'd go outside on this like totally rural place where this cottage was and just lay in the grass for hours. And I would listen to the wind and I would stare at the birds. And I just took it all in. 
But before you judge me and say, Lauren, I don't have that kind of luxury, let me be really clear with you. I don't either. (laughs) But I somehow still made it happen. And while I was laying there in the grass, I realized I hadn't been this still since I was hospitalized. Like, think about that. It took a hospital bed and being hooked up to wires everywhere to get me to slow the heck down. And I have decided that that is not a viable option for me anymore. Like, that cannot be the only time I stop. So unless I create stillness, I'll be right back in that kind of situation. That's a big, big thing for me. So here was the real key from that experience alone two weeks ago where I'd meditate hours and hours every single day. I resolved to make that like vacation buzz linger into my real life. I committed to keep meditating every day for one to two hours up until the year anniversary of my August hospitalizations, which is four total months. I wanted to see what falls away, see what doesn't get done, see what never mattered to begin with. I just want to notice. And what I've seen already has totally blown me away. So let's talk about why research backs me up on what I'm doing. The oldest existing text that mentions meditation is from India, of 3,700 years old, this particular writing is. I've told you before on this podcast, I have a total fascination with things we once knew, but we've forgotten. And to me, meditation and stilling practices fit into that. Ancient civilizations knew that prayer and meditation were essential for a healthy mind. But for some reason in our modern day world, we think we can buck thousands of years of human evolution and cram ourselves with sensory overload and be okay. We can't. So I'm obsessed with all the research that shows us, oh, hey, those ancient people knew what's up and now we have data to back it up. Research shows meditation reduces stress. It helps us train our minds to stay present, which keeps us calm and relaxed. Regular meditation also increases your attention, your memory, and mental clarity, as well as making you more creative and way better at problem solving. Another kind of surprising benefit of meditation is that it makes you more compassionate and empathetic. When we meditate, we learn to be more present and attuned to our own emotions and the emotions of the people around us. And then Of course, it really helps with your self-awareness and introspection because when we meditate, we become more attuned to patterns that may be holding us back or possibly even hurting us. So if you're still with me at this point, I do want to be clear on what I've noticed for myself in this month because it's been a month now that I've been meditating at least an hour every single day. Here's number one. I started giving less of a shit. I'm not at full, like, zero Fs given, but I'm pretty close. I've started lowering my stress baseline significantly. I don't get worked up about literally anything. (laughs) And when something comes up that would have usually set me back or set me off, like a, a recent unfortunate meeting at work, I was like, yeah, got it, cool, and was almost completely unfazed. You can't imagine What a gift that is to feel so balanced and so clear-headed that nothing blows you off course. That definitely did not used to be the case for me. I had a similar event happen to me at work two years ago, and it took me three months to stop feeling angry. This time, it took 24 hours. 24 hours! That's significant! 
all because I've done so much work in therapy and spent so much time finding stillness that I was unfazed. Here's the number two thing. I finally detached my nervous system from my work. This one's really big. I've never been able to say that ever. So this is monumental. Up until last month, I haven't been able to sleep ever with a to-do list. I had this OCD thing around getting every box checked and every duty done or else I couldn't sleep. I've been that way, honestly, you guys, for as long as I can remember. It's probably what's made me successful. Let's just be honest. But that stress load is also untenable. So I've started forcing myself to go to bed with things undone. And that's part of the practice. I spend so much time each night meditating that there's no room for other things. So they're actually just falling away. And it's been the most glorious experience to see that. Here's the number three thing. I'm yelling way less at my kids. (laughs) This is a big one that I think about a lot. I miss so much time with my kids because I send them off to school at 8 a.m. and then I don't get home from work until 7. I get very little time with them each day and it kills me. So before this meditation stretch, I was getting home from work totally exhausted, trying to speed up my kids to go faster just so I could get downstairs and work, which is like pretty ridiculous. It meant there was a lot of exasperated parenting and it was so unhealthy. So I've found that being more present And having a quiet mind has helped me really feel what they're feeling and not rush them at all and just be in the moment with them and allow them to have a kind and loving parent who truly wants nothing more than to just be with them. Here's the number four thing. I'm still getting everything done, (laughs) which I actually don't understand. It, It kind of shocks me. How the heck could I spend up to two hours a day meditating and still complete things? Here's what I realized. It's because I'm not spending hours a day worrying or thinking about something. By actively clearing my mind, I create a totally blank slate so that when I do work on something, my mind has room to run. Like I'm stretching my legs in there. It's like, oh, what are we working on? There's so much space in there that I can think and act way more quickly. And I'm literally taking the task in front of me and acting on it in that exact moment with zero drama, zero distractions. And then it's done. It's the simplest, calmest, most amazing feeling knowing that I, I take a task that usually takes 12 hours and I reduce it down to five. I mean, think about that. That's happened for me in these last several weeks. Projects go faster. I work efficiently. Everything is balanced because I have a balanced mind and I have no anxiety around the things I'm doing. There's no theatrics around it. I'm just doing the work and closing the door. Here's the number five thing. I'm getting way more discerning. This has been an interesting thing, pretty surprising for me too. I have found that not only can I feel things intuitively about people and situations, which I've always been able to do, I can actually define what it is that's not quite right. So before, my intuition would really just sort of like work like a light switch where It'd go on or off. On would be, yeah, this is good. Go for it. Off would be like, "Mm, something ain't right. Proceed with caution. But since I started spending more time in silence and stillness, I can now define exactly what it is that makes my intuitive light switch turn on or turn off. And that has been really cool. It's something that I'm actually starting working on even more now as I go deeper and deeper into this four-month, you know, multiple-hour-a-day meditation journey. Here's my number six thing. (laughs) 
I'm actually resting now. Like swinging in a hammock. I did that for 20 minutes yesterday. Or laying on a picnic blanket and watching the clouds. Did that for an hour on Saturday. Uh, Things I've literally never done before. I even had my husband lay down on the picnic blanket with me. And I was like, hey, when was the last time you did this? Lay on a blanket, stare in the clouds. And he was like, when I was 15? (laughs) It'd been that long for him too. Uh, I even watched a movie for the first time in God knows how long because I wasn't consumed with the mountain of work. And let me be clear, the work is still there, but I'm not consumed by it anymore. And that's been really beautiful, like to have the capacity to embrace rest. Here's the number seven thing. I have started seeing signs of confirmation everywhere. Amanda Merritt, in this last episode that I released just before this one, she said, you need to be 100% in belief that signs will show up for you. And, and they are showing up for me, which is kind of beautiful and amazing. The most physical and abundant of all the signs I've been seeing lately are hawks. Literally every day, at least one, sometimes four or five, fly over me all the damn time. And it happens while I'm driving. It happens at home in my backyard. It happens when I'm getting out of the car, even at work, like in the parking lot. One or two will just fly over me. It happened today, actually. Most often, they're no more than 20 or 30 feet above me. And I... God, I just feel them. I look up and I'm like, wow, I'm in so much awe. It all started while I was on that solo retreat a couple of weeks ago in the woods. I was uh, laying in the grass, listening to a guided meditation, and I opened my eyes and there were 15 hawks, 15 hawks flying over me, just circling and hovering. I was shocked and pretty overcome and, and actually was moved to tears. So I closed my eyes again. And when I opened them like a minute or two later, 13 hawks were still over me, just floating above me. And ever since then, I have seen hawks literally everywhere and multiple hawks a day. So that's like the joke now in my family of like, oh, they're following you because they are. I've never seen hawks before, but now I see them all the time. I want to give you a bonus um, couple too that like just in the moment, I'm thinking of things that have really shifted for me in these last few weeks since I've started meditating so much. One of them is that I've found myself wanting less. So less food. Everything feels like it needs to be consumed with stillness and silence. And so instead of wanting things, I just want less. The other thing too that shocks me is that I've had a 30% growth in my followers on Instagram in the last few weeks. And I'm kind of like, where did this come from? Like, I've been doing all kinds of work to, you know, boost up my social pages for this podcast. And yet, like, suddenly things are starting to shake loose with no effort from me. That's been wild. Like, didn't expect that. There's been a huge growth just in this amount of time that I've been pulling away. Like, Think about that, that lesson of, like, pulling away and yet still seeing major, major growth in something. So there you go. There are the seven plus two bonus, surprising things that started happening just in the last month since I started meditating one to two hours every single day. And when I started 2023, my prayer was to say things people aren't saying, to do things people aren't doing, and to start a movement, a movement of healing and change. I had no idea how that would ever begin. I just knew that that's where my heart was. And I know now that it starts with stillness, with quiet, That's what makes everything more clear. 
So if you're in a space where you're like, wow, I need this kind of stillness, Lauren, I got to tell you, this is really simple. I I mean, it's... (laughs) There's really nothing to it, you guys. You just have to commit. My favorite app is Insight Timer. I have no affiliation with them. This is just the one I use, and I want it to be simple for you too. It has thousands and thousands of free meditations. You just pop on, search for something you need, like peace or release anxiety or, I mean, literally anything, and I guarantee there's a meditation for you. And then you just listen. You make a habit of choosing you. Choosing inside, not choosing outside. Maybe you make a commitment like I did to start doing it for a considerable amount of time each day. If I can do it with three kids, working full-time and running an amazing podcast, you can do it too. It's literally just a choice. Stillness speaks, y'all. What's it going to say to you? As you go through this week, I encourage you, shine your light. Lead with your heart and live life purposefully. I'm Laura Lowry, and this is Amstigator.